Okay, back we come in. So I just want to get to a couple emails that we were discussing here. Uh, we were talking about this most deadly shooting in American history. Uh, we have 50 people dead. We have two off-duty police officers dead. We have more than 400. The current count, I think, is at 406 wounded. Uh, and we were talking about um, somebody just who asked me this. Oh, Tracy said, can you read it again? I will read this to you again. Yes, Tracy, I will do that uh, quickly. This was just the kind of um, way we started the show this morning. And I and I just want to reiterate, today is not easy. to. It's not easy to do this job today. It's not fun to do this job today. It's not fun to be a parent today. It's not really fun to be a human being today. Uh, it's impossible to attempt to explain the inexplicable. And it's infuriating to be a neighbor to the only country in the world where this happens again and again and again, and nothing ever, ever changes. So we talked about amendments. Uh, The word amendment means to change. So when those amendments were designed by the forefathers that so many of these people kind of cling to, you know, you had to reload after every shot. We had a lot of our gun owners speaking to that before the uh, before the break uh, about how, you know, people just, they don't need automatic weapons. And I am really kind of getting numb to this, and I hate that. I hate that I that I'm not shocked by this anymore. And and I go back to Sandy Hook. If those if those twenty dead five year olds in their classrooms less than five years ago didn't change anything, I don't have hope that this will change anything either. I don't. I think America's broken. Um Bonnie sends an email to me, Jennifer at uh Jen uh Jennifer at five seventy news dot com. She says, My girlfriend and I recently were camping in Tennessee. We got talking to another couple. The wife mentioned she'd love to Try some campsites in Canada, but couldn't imagine leaving your guns at home. Totally, totally different culture. Uh, Dave sends an email to me as well. Canada has some very well thought out and effective gun laws. Yes, there's still black market guns. However, as a licensed gun owner, it's impossible for me to legally acquire an automatic weapon, which is readily available south of the border. You need to smarten up USA. Okay, so you can still send your comments there if you might like. We are going to switch gears because my darling Chantel Hyde is here. Canada's dating expert is here. Good morning, beautiful Jennifer. Hi. Hi. Uh, so, and I totally flaked out. The lot. We were supposed to have lunch a week ago and I flaked out and had to emergency dental stuff with my kid. And she's still here because she forgives my, my humanness. And I love that about you. So thank you. I forgive humanness very, very quickly. You do more than I, anybody I know. You're really good at it. I meditate, my dear. I know. I meditate. I think there. I think that uh, I will be more uh, meditative. Meditative is, that, is meditative. Honey, just this sit week? down I know. with headphones. Close your eyes. Listen to anything you want on my YouTube channel. Tell them the YouTube channel again. So go to YouTube. Type in Chantal Hyde, and you'll find my my YouTube channel. And I have a playlist called Let's Meditate. It is filled with music that is woven with binaural beats, which is in essence a frequency. Which is why you need to use headphones because mm-hmm. you need you need the two sides to create the one frequency. And just sit in a chair, close your eyes, put the headphones on, try to average 10 to 20 minutes a day. So if you skip a day or two, then make up the time when you have more time. And this will shrink your amygdala, which is your brain's fight or flight area in essence. And when you shrink that part of your brain, you reduce your capacity to feel stress, anxiety, fear, and anger. And so when you, uh, do, so every day is ideal, obviously. Are you doing those 10 I to 20? I don't do it every day. Okay. But I do make up the time. Okay. So the 10 to 20 is ideal. 
Yes, absolutely. And like 10, 10 at a minimum. At a minimum. And yes. let's remind everybody that uh, the being in the moment is ev- everybody starts to kind of, it's not about, you know, staying in there the whole entire time. Because it's about bringing yourself back, bringing yes. yourself back, bringing There's yourself so back. There's so many things that mm-hmm. pull you out of your mind in essence there's what am i going to do later how am i going to emotionally deal with what happened before and so you're being pulled back and forth literally forward in time and backwards in time all the time and the key is to catch yourself in your thoughts and if you're feeling physically uncomfortable with your emotions what are you thinking in that moment and then redirecting your thoughts because sometimes you're just spinning on something that you don't need to spin on and there's this amazing saying of if you knew how little people actually thought of you you wouldn't worry about it so much i love that saying yeah because we're all so uh, egocentric, aren't we? We all think that our the world revolves around course, us, and, which is natural, and of, of course, because the only existence we are truly cognizant of is our own, which makes us take things incredibly personally. Yes, we think that everything has something to do with us, when quite frequently the behavior of others wasn't intended to hurt, harm, disable, disengage. But but that's how we feel, so yeah. we have to reframe, right? My mother feels that way. I like have my, learned so much from you. <laughs> my, I, I shoplifted when I was 16. It was, it was the second time I shoplifted in that one day. So the first store, my friend and I, it was like one of those gadget stores, a little Gizmodo stores, and we each stole like a little something, and we got high off of that. We're like, oh my God, we got away with this. So then we go into Sears. My mom worked at Sears. Uh-oh. I, I don't think. I wasn't thinking. You know, we just went into Sears. We're like, oh, my God, what can we still hear? Because it's, it's a rush. Like, I mean, you have moms that are shoplifting. They have money, but they go into store and they shoplift because of the rush. Right. And so we go into Sears. We're like, what are we going to steal here? So and I stole a lipstick. She stole a lipstick. We go in the bathroom. Nobody followed us. We thought we got away with it. So then we go out the doors and we get collared going out the doors. Excuse me. Can you come to the security office with me? And my mom on her way to her car after her shift gets cornered by her boss. I think we have your daughter in security. Oh, no. To this day, my mother thinks I did it as an act against her. Right. And she doesn't understand when I tried to explain to her mom, this had nothing to do with you. Zero zilch. Absolutely nothing. But you're absolutely right. People look at other people's behaviors and internalizes it and get offended by it because it goes against their own moral code, which brings us to the conversation about have you about half absolutely so this is going to be a good one because uh, last week I was struggling I was struggling with this and I think that most people understand at this point listening to you and I together on this show that I'm as uh lefty liberal you know do whatever you want as but long you're as confused it, as, uh, but I'm confused as long as it feels good to you and you don't hurt anybody else uh then do it mm-hmm. so so I know uh and here's here's my issue. So I believe in, first of all, I believe in legalizing prostitution. Mm-hmm. I think that would solve a million problems. There would be nobody underage. Everybody would be tested. We'd have a district for it. We'd tax the crap out of it. We'd have bodyguards. We'd have security. It eliminates every problem that comes along with prostitution. Yes. So I firmly believe in that. And I believe in a woman's right to, to put her body on display in any way she wants to, at any time she wants to, There's to celebrate that. There's a reason why that. we have the word exhibitionist. Sure. It's because sure. It's, it's, that, that's a choice. Exhibitionist, it, within that word, it connotates choice. I choose to exhibit myself. Yes. And, 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 I'm ha- and if that's what women want to do, 
healthily and happily. And men. And men. I'm all for it. The only the issue I had with Hef was the way the playmates were treated in the mansion. And I can only take them at their word. There seems to be droves of them. Mm-hmm. Plus, not just the women. You know, um, there's a couple butlers and security, other people who've had conversations about, you know, he called them dogs. Uh, he treated them very poorly. They, are, they were expected to, you know, participate in group sex that when they didn't want to, there was a lot of unprotected sex. So, again, my issue is the way Hef treated the women Mm -hmm. who he purported to care about or his bunnies or I'm all for people, you know, doing whatever the heck they want to do with their own bodies. It's, it's his, it's his dialogue that I didn't love. Um, Okay. So here's where I start spinning in this. When you say treated the women, like expected to have sex, um, the way that I understand it is that, you know, and, and the thing is he had his group of girlfriends and they were, they were his girl. Like he called them, these are my girlfriends and my girlfriends live under the same roof as me and they come out with me and he, you know, I mean the curfew at nine o'clock that he had on the mansion. I understand that. I don't want people coming in and out of my house at all hours of the night. If I have a boyfriend, I don't want him bringing other women home. That was another one of the rules is you're not allowed to bring boys home ever. Mm -hmm. But he was allowed to have a a multitude of girlfriends. Right. And they were his girlfriends. So he had a polyamorous lifestyle. But polyamorous means that the other person in the in the relationship also has that option. The girls weren't allowed to date other men. They were not allowed to date other men. Um, absolutely. And that was part of the understanding is, is if you want to be one of my girlfriends, these are the rules. And they stepped into that situation fully aware of the rules, but they were also fully aware of the exchange. You know, Hugh Hefner recognized, look, you might not be having sex with me because you're definitely not having sex with me because I'm the most attractive person you know. Mm -hmm. And this is why he was also protective because he knew that these 20-something girls were attractive and attracted to 20-something males, 30-something males, 40-something males, males that were much younger and, and much better looking than he was in his 70s and his 60s and his 80s and his 90s. And so, you know, he he wasn't an idiot. He said, if you want to be my girlfriend... I will give you housing. I will pay for your food. I will pay for all the beauty treatments that you want. I will pay for all the plastic surgery that you want. I will give you $1,000 a week for food. And when it comes time for Christmas and birthdays, you write out a list of the gifts that you want and you give it to my staff and they buy it for you. And then Christmas morning, we all come into the bedroom and you unwrap the list that you essentially gave my staff. And so there was no... There was no, you come in through those gates and you don't leave. There was always choice. A hundred percent of the time there was choice. And the women that felt they were forced to have sex. I mean, it was this, it was an understanding. If you're my, like, I like you, I will choose you. Like I'm open to you being my girlfriend. If you agree to being my girlfriend, know that twice a week we will have sex. If you're not okay with this, don't be my girlfriend. Well, and I, I, I would disagree that they knew exact. I mean, I think they knew what Playboy meant. That se- that brand Holly, was sexy. Holly talks I think about they knew- the very from the moment she stepped into the mansion. It was understood. Right. We have sex twice a week. But we're talking about that's a business deal. 
It is a transaction. It's a transaction. It is a transaction. It's definitely a a transaction. They're doing business there. And I guess whatever your definition is, you know, my father used to say business is business and love is bull crap. You know, so I guess, but the moment you cut, the moment to me that you're expecting something from someone else, especially in that kind of a... diligent business way you're doing business not relationships i mean and you talk it was it was definitely scheduled right you know movie night was scheduled sure sex night was scheduled but i mean when you're and again i'm i've read holly's book did you read holly's book i was watching the girls next door for the five seasons and Um, in fact i read gloria einstein's book when i was a teenager steinman's book about her life in the in the house yeah so who again very famous uh undercover feminist not, not Working in the house, but working in one of the bunny. Right. And she went undercover yes. to kind of expose some of that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, Holly talks about, you know, um, being almost driven to suicide living in that house and feeling very trapped. So, again, is the onus on it just seems to be a repetitive story to me that I don't know that the, that, or it's perhaps it seems like a very big imbalance to me. That there, what the girls are, got was definitely not equal to what Hugh got. Right. And I think in any industry, there will be people like I've worked in bars and I'm I'm very curious about people. One of the first questions I ask is, what do you do? Because, you know, you might be doing something that I can learn from. And then the second question is, do you like your job? And there were more people than not that were saying, uh, it pays the bills. Right. And in any industry, you will have people that are doing it for the money. Sure. And that are unhappy. I mean, how many people are suicidal working at the Toyota plant? Totally. Totally. Yes. You know, so why are we pinpointing this one? Is it because what they are doing is making me physically uncomfortable? I mean, right now, Canada is renegotiating NAFTA. Do you know what they're saying to the U.S.? Raise your workers' standards. Canada is bringing this to the table. And yet we're focusing on this one industry when these kinds of standards happen in many industries. So why is it when women are involved, we get outraged? Because we're saying women are being exploited. I don't hear anybody saying men are being exploited in Playgirl. No, but historically, women have not had the power. And historically, women have been exploited for... I mean, there's no such thing as reverse sexism. There's no such thing as reverse racism. Because, you know, the people who've been held down are the ones that... Uh, have been held down. I mean, you can't, you can't say that that it's an equal kind of thing because men historically have always had the power. So, women make in in a sex industry, women make more money. But that's the only place they do. That's, that's the, the only place, only they, do, place they do, and that's the biggest outrage. Societal mm-hmm. has the biggest problem with women in a sex industry. Yet this is the one industry mm-hmm. where women make more money than men. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we can talk about porn too if you want to. After we're Just, after the break, we I have mean, to take a break. Let's put it all under one umbrella, really, because because nudity and and sexual exhibition and making money off sexual exhibition. Let's just put it all under one umbrella. Yeah, pornography. Yeah. As porn, yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that when we come back. Um, and let's talk about whether we think there's problems with porn. Because Hugh Hefner, you know, said to, was said to do it in such this, you know, classy, wondrous way. Mm. It wasn't like swank. 
Right. Right? It was yeah. a different kind of thing. I remember I was I was looking at the magazines when I was fourteen. Well, and this is the other thing that we need to talk about too. Have we created some really unrealistic expectations for young men and boys? We have this phenomenon now where men, uh, boys are seeing porn at 10. They can't seem to understand that, you know, that's not real. It's mm-hmm. not real that it's all fantasy. Let's talk about that too. Anyway, also, are we doing breakup rules today or are we saving it? Let's well, go with the see flow. what happens. It is uh, 9.50. Oh my God, Polly, we're late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Polly. <laughs> Chantel and I are always late. Sometimes <laughs> I'm late for lunch with Chantel. Uh, star 570-519-570-2545. If you want to join this conversation, we would love to have you. So please do that. You can email me to jennifer at 570news.com. I'll check that and we're back after this on 570 News. We're your your eyes on the ground and up in the sky. Daryl Dahmer brings you airborne traffic reports. Weekday mornings and afternoons on 570 News. Save time and save stress. Get the most accurate reports for your commute with 570 News. Okay, where's this conversation is so good. You can't stop. We're not even stopping after we're not even stopping when the microphones are off. So yeah, we're still talking about uh Hef. I called him the Hef. I'm sorry, you guys. I called him the Hef. That was incorrect. The Hoff is the Hoff. Half was just half. <laughs> That's a whole different I topic. I learned that. I learned that last week. Uh yeah, so we're talking about the death of Hugh Hefner. A lot of people responded, you know, that he was terrible for women last week and uh, but we know that he got very, uh, you know, at his time, he seemed to be very uh, responsible for being helpful with the sexual revolution, of course, in the 60s. Liberation for all, really. Liberation because, for I mean, sex, he's, yeah. it wasn't just women. It was it was gay rights. It was freedom mm-hmm. of speech. Mm-hmm. He literally saved a rabbit from extinction, <laughs> you know, donated tons of money to universities, a mm-hmm. uh, lot, of, lot of money to equality rights. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just find that, and again, I'm, I was not ever there. I actually had a, I used to have a tattoo on my back of my Pisces symbol. You used to? Well, I had it covered up, uh-huh. and here's why. Because my ta- the tattoo of my Pisces symbol kind of looked like uh, bunny ear. And people would say to me, is that a Playboy bunny? And I would say, I've never been in Playboy, so I did not tattoo a Playboy bunny on my back. So I've since yeah. had it cu- changed. Uh, into something else. But anyway, that the Playboy Bunny always makes me think about that tattoo where everybody thought, I think it's pretty presumptuous to put a Playboy Bunny on your body if you've not posed yes, in the magazine, yeah. you know? Or, it's kind but of like I a, mean, it could be a sign, really. Like, I, this is a sign of liberation. And, sure. And it, I mean, it certainly was a sign of liberation. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm conflicted by, I mean, what we thought Hugh was or what he claimed to be and then what the women who knew him and loved him and, or did they? I guess maybe they didn't. Some Some loved him. There were a lot of women that are speaking out in support of him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so let's talk about porn. Is that what we're doing next? Because was Playboy porn? It's very soft porn. I mean, nudity. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I would call any form of of published nudity porn. Right. Or art. 
pornography. Because, you know, Art, I spent artistic uh, porn, half a summer raunchy in... porn, right. violent porn, angry porn. Yeah. There's all kinds. I spent uh, a half a summer in Europe touring um, all of the most famous art galleries in the world. Mm. And the the human uh, body has been painted and and transcribed, I suppose, or... or, or, or um, Michelangelo. Over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, half the paintings in the Louvre are of naked people. So it's not like it was a new thing. It was just the cameras were invented. So weren't we born naked? Born naked. Absolutely. And when did clothing really come in? You know, (laughs) really like, like you go into the depths of the jungle and you find these tribes that are not clothed. So well, it's warm there though. It's warm, it's warm there. I know, but it's have you been to Cuba? Here. Yes, it's true. I've been to Cuba. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have. But people, yeah, you're right. Still wearing clothes. Yeah, Right. Yeah. And, and so uh, we're, clothing is a sign of shame, really. Like, like we now use it as a way to express ourselves. But fundamentally, it's you should be ashamed of showing yourself cover that part of modesty, you. Modesty. Modesty. Yes. Mm. Yeah. What's Modesty. Another, have, is that another word for shame? Another word for shame, totally, because it's usually imposed on I, Look at the females. burka. Yeah. You know, cover your face, mm-hmm. and that's modesty. Yeah. We have uh, 25 seconds left. Mm. Can you believe that? I love you. I love you. All right, so we're going to reschedule lunch. We'll talk about porn. Uh, do you know what the... You guys, listen, if you're listening to us right now, we, uh, you guys should try to get the table next to us during lunch. Seriously. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I, can you imagine what those people walk away with? We don't use names. I've seen I'm, ears turn red. <laughs> Chantal Hyde is Canada's dating expert. If you are dealing with anything in your love life uh, that you want help with, male, female, any age. Single or in a relationship. I got I got you covered. Canada'sdatingcoach.com. That's the place to go. And you can always, and you're super hands-on. You can, I mean, you can meet with people. It's not I just over the, compu- over, over the computer. I love my people. Excellent. Uh, it's time to go. It is time to go. It always goes so quickly. I thank you so much for your time this morning. I'll get to reading the rest of those emails that were flying in in regards to the uh, Vegas shooting. And we'll talk about it again tomorrow. Farwell's on the way next. 570 News has a news update uh, from our newsroom on Vegas and the worst uh, shooting in American history. That's coming up in two minutes.